Today we're in the company of a phenomenal success story. Dean Graziosi is a multimillionaire, New York Times best-selling author. Talk about over a million books sold total. We have a living legend, Dean Graziosi. <laughs> we have a living legend when it comes to personal development. You're talking about a man Marketing. who's hundreds of millions of dollars in sales. One of the biggest names in the history of this segment. He's also reaching millions of people online and is like so much. You've impacted so many we lives. Literally booked this event because we wanted you to come speak at this event. <laughs> what I love about Dean is he's a genius at what he does, but the man is corny as it sounds. He cares. It's easy to care verbally with your lips. He cares with the direction his feet move. Hey guys, it's about 6 a.m. I'm on the top of Camelback Mountain. What's up? 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 Just got done running. Well, it's entrepreneurs like Dean that are helping make the world a better place. What's even more remarkable is Dean started by destroying You're a powerful big spirit. Sometimes it takes someone seeing in you what you don't even see in yourself. His ability to captivate and inspire people. And so there's so much wisdom in there. Incredible generosity and your enthusiasm. Give it up for Dean! The man changed my life. Welcome, Dean. I've really been looking forward to this interview. Um, and I want to sort of give you a little bit of a backstory because basically um, it's quite interesting how I sort of ended up uh, doing this podcast. So I originally saw Dean on Facebook and I thought he was the, he was the real estate guy. Um, so I didn't really pay a lot of attention, to be honest, because I was sort of like, but I saw that ad that sort of came through with, um, you know, pulling the... Um, book out of the car and all sort of stuff. It was quite interesting. <laughs> Started hacking and sort of thinking what he's up to. And I got an invite from Russell Bronson from ClickFunnels to be an affiliate for this KB Mastermind thing, which I had no idea what it was because I didn't go to Funnel Hacking Live, so I didn't know what it was all about. And then I sort of applied and they accept, accepted me, which is, I was kind of surprised because there's so many applicants. Um, and then I sort of got into it and thought, wow, this is quite amazing. I sort of underestimated what Dean is, can do or what he's like, right? So... It's quite amazing. I've never seen anybody so passionate or, or sort, of, sort of giving in that process. It's quite amazing. Oh, thank you. So I think I've seen a lot of online launches and I've been around um, quite a long time, probably 30 years, and I've never been impressed so impressed with your marketing and the way you go about it. So it's quite amazing. Oh, John, I appreciate that, man. Thank you so yeah. much. We, <clears throat> I work really hard to try to uh, make that a reality, so to hear it means mm. a lot. Yeah, no, it comes across like it's the passion comes across. And I think that's one of the things that entrepreneurs have got to remember is that they've got to be genuine. They can't be someone else. And if they try to be someone else, eventually it'll come down on them. And um, it sort of came through that, you know, you'd be on that, you're doing videos and stuff like that. So it's quite amazing. So, um, and I think also to build a culture and a community was quite amazing too, to see this growth thing that happened in that launch. So, yeah, it's, it's amazing to go from... Uh a mission to a movement, right? Mm, yeah. Uh, and I, and yeah. I think with all of our, with everyone's help, it's become a movement. So it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's been fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And just to see so many people join a Facebook group and one guy, I think I've ever seen like that. So. I haven't either. I haven't either. It was amazing. Must have blown up admins. I have struggles with dealing 15, 20 a day, let alone thousands. <laughs> <laughs> so um, part of the thing with the, with the KBB mastermind stuff and the self-learning thing was quite interesting because I left school when I was 15. So, I couldn't get out of there fast enough. Um, and so I went off working for a um, supermarket and then I got a job in a bank and eventually ended up running my own business. And all the through that, I was always self-taught mostly. Like I, I did some degree, some training afterwards, but mostly self-taught and I spent a lot of money on it. And so this whole self-taught movement is something that's really passionate about because I think that people think when they leave school, they're gonna stop learning. 
Um, yeah, and that's I, when it begins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and so, and, and the beautiful part about the internet now, back probably 20 years ago when I first started, you, you couldn't Google much. Like there wasn't a lot. Well, same here. There wasn't even Google, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like it maybe got um, some weird responses. That you, but now I pretty much Google anything. And so um, I think it's quite amazing that, you know, like the self-taught stuff is starting to come to fruition. And, and what do you think about today's traditional, you know, education systems? And do you think that it's um, broken? Do you think that it, like in my opinion, it's always been broken. All the yeah, 20 so, years has been broken. Yeah, you know, first off, John, I want to tell you, thank you again. Thanks for the kind words. I mean, it. Um, you know, I, I'm just at a place in my life right now and my partner, Tony Robbins, we've been blessed to, uh, you know, impact lots of lives and do great things. Um, but now it's, it's really about empowering others to do the same. Mm. Uh, self-education, self-taught, saved my life. Mm. I, if I didn't go self-taught, I wasn't that smart. By 15, I was getting out of school by 11 o'clock in the morning. I never, <laughs> I, I went to English and gym and I got enough credits to get out of high school barely and never went to school again. So Fair. I understand that. And, mm. and if I didn't find kind of a self-taught, if people didn't share what they knew that I could learn from, where would I be? And Tony mm. Robbins has the same thing. If he didn't find Jim Rohn and go mm. down that road, where would his life be? So it's a, it's an absolute passion of mine. I, I, I'm glad you got to experience it from my heart when, mm. when we were, you know, we did, we had the biggest uh, online training in the history of the world. We had the biggest yeah. launch ever. And it was amazing to watch everybody really embrace this 80 countries, mm. every mm. niche possible. So we'll talk more about that in a moment. Mm. But what I feel, I mean, if I'm just completely honest about the um, current education system without being, um, you know, without bashing it because I wasn't for me. I knew I, I knew I wasn't going to be in school long by eighth grade. It just wasn't my thing. I had dyslexia. Yeah. I struggled all the time. Teachers made me feel bad. There was a time where I thought this ter this teacher is criticizing me, but I wouldn't want to live their life. So why should I listen to a person who criticizes me? Qualified, seems, right? <laughs> they're, they're not qualified, yeah. right? I don't know how I thought like that, but I did. But here's what I believe about the current education system, whether you're going through it now or went through it. It just hasn't evolved fast enough. Mm. Uh, you know, John, you brought up 20 years ago. You know, when I wanted to be an entrepreneur, uh, you know, 25, 30 years ago, when I wanted to do something, not I watched my parents work really hard to have nothing. I'm mm. like, that doesn't work out. I want something different. Mm. We didn't have, you couldn't go listen to a podcast or go find a video on, on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook. It was like, you either read a book and I wasn't so good at reading um, or you found a mentor in your house or you, you know, in your town, I should say mm -hmm. around your house in your town or, or bought something off an infomercial. Like I did, I bought Tony yeah. Robbins course 25 years ago. There wasn't access to all this great knowledge. So that's helping fuel this industry, which I love. But mm -hmm. well, here's what I feel about college. If you think about this, you know, my iPhone, it's in my mm -hmm. hand mm -hmm. 25 years ago. None of this existed, no. right? Our world has grown exponentially. I mean, just think about if you have kids, what their experience compared to what mm. we were kids. Oh, yeah. I got a 20-year-old son. Like, you know, it's quite completely different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the phone, there was one phone in the kitchen on the wall and it was rotary when I was a kid. If somebody mm. called and you weren't home, you never talked to them. Exactly. You know, there was yeah. no Google Maps, Google mm. Earth, taking pictures. You had a big old camera. There was no digital pictures. Mm. All of this has changed so exponentially, right? So our world is changing like this. And colleges and universities haven't kept up with the times. I, listen, I heard somebody say it and I requote it, but if you took somebody from 1950 
and you brought them into today's world and you showed them what we had, they'd be like, oh my God, this much happened in this short amount of time. But if you brought them to a classroom, the only thing that changes the, the blackboard's now a whiteboard. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's a rumor going around, not a rumor, a, a saying going around the internet that by the time the ink dries on your diploma, everything you learned is already outdated. Mm. Mm. And, and there's a whole generation of millennials that have massive amounts of college debt and they don't know what to do with their lives. It mm. just, you know, colleges are just not doing for people what they used to. Mm. When back in the industrial revolution, it's like, go to school, get a degree, get a job. There you go. That's not what the world wants anymore. Mm. And they're feeling it. There's a massive exodus from school. People, when they want to make more money, they don't go back to school. Only 27% of people who get a degree actually use it. 52% of them hate the job they get. So it is a massive, it's a massive failure. But here's the cool part. When something fails that bad, it's when the birth or the rise of something else that takes it as an alternative. And colleges better change. Universities better change because there's only three ways to learn, John. And you know this. You've been in business for a long time. Mm. Traditional general knowledge in yep. the education system. Even Napoleon Hill in 1937 said, general knowledge, no matter how much you get of it, it ain't going to do crap for you. That does nothing for you. Exactly. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he said. Yeah, makes it entertaining at parties, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, you need, yeah, right. You need specialized knowledge. So there's, there's the general knowledge of traditional education. There's trial and error. And that couldn't, that's, that's hand dampering. Like you try to, you know, if you go down the wrong path of trial and error, you could work really hard, but you get nowhere. And then there's self-education, the road you took, self-taught. I took Tony Robbins, so many successful people I know. And that's the ability to learn from people who've already been there, right? Mm. Learn from people that are a chapter ahead of you, a month, a year, six months, 10, 20 years ahead of you. And that's fueling this industry that used to be nothing. Today, it's a $455 million a day industry. Forbes says it's going to a billion dollar a day industry. So it's, people are going, ah, that whole school system, $1.5 trillion. You know, in, in the States, mm. we have $1.5 trillion in college debt. That's crazy. So, so it, college isn't working. Yeah, college isn't working. Per, learning on your own trial and error is it, and the world is turning towards self-education. And that's why Tony and I got together between the two of us. We've been doing it for 60 years. It saved our lives. So we're passionate mm. about it. And mm. we wanted to create a process that everybody in the world has a skill, a hobby, a passion, an experience they went through that if they extracted it and shared it, they could impact people's lives and get paid to do it. Right. Um, yep. We believe everybody with knowledge in their head, if you die someday without sharing it, you're really doing a disservice. Mm. We changed the world by fueling the self-education industry. So we got together and said, let's just create the greatest blueprint and process that's ever existed. Uh, we knew the world was ready for it, John, but we weren't sure they were that ready uh, when we went live and 200,000 people showed up from 80 countries around the world. You got really mad, right? <laughs> yeah, we got mad. No, it was, it was amazing. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's amazing. I mean, I think that's the thing. Like, you know, I remember seeing a movie, Catch Me If You Can, and he, impersonated all these different people and one of the things he said is he was a college professor for a while and he said that he he said how did you manage to pull that off and he said well, i was just one week ahead of the syllabus like i just you know, yeah, exactly the next week, right? yeah yeah you just, sometimes you just got to be a chapter ahead i mean john how old are you uh 54 right so we're mm. we're close in age what would it be worth to you to go back and spend a whole day with your 25 year old self Oh, amazing. Like, the, yeah, I mean, I'd save myself a million dollars to start with. So, um, yeah. just don't do it. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, that's, that's really, the thing. Yeah. 
that's really what self-education is, right? There's so many people that have been in something a year, five, 10, or 20, and there's so many people starting out at day one. And yeah. at day one, it's like you're at the start line and you go, oh my God, okay, I want to do this. Do, do I go to school or do I go back to school? Do mm. I try to figure it out on my own? Or do I go spend a weekend with John and mm. let him condense decades into days and okay. tell me how to really launch this? Mm. And that's, that's where the world's going. And, and mm. it used to be, I must go to college or mm. go back to college or mm. let figure it out. And the world's changing. They're going, no, I'm going to find somebody who's in my niche who's willing to share what they know and I'm going to cut them a check to go faster. And mm. we want to help what we wanted to do. And it's happening again in 80 countries is helping people have a process to extract what they know, yep. build the confidence, know who wants it, sell it to them, deliver it through a zoom call like this or a, yep. a, a, a Skype or in person or a community or a workshop or a Facebook group. And it's uh, you know, if you've been a part of it, you see what's going on. You see what's happening. Yep. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. And I mean, I think the thing is that when you see the people come through, you know, some of them are broken. Like, you know, it's like, yeah. it's almost like the system has broken them and, and they almost have to pull them down and start again. And I mean, I think that's like with my son, he was going to go to university when he finished school. Um, for a brief moment, he actually got accepted and he was going to go. And then, and then I said, but I've got to, I'm going to LA. I've got to do this um, film shoot stuff. I need you to come with me. Can we defer it another month? And he says, oh, well, I'll put it off. And then he never went back. And, and the thing was, I thought, you know, as, as an education thing, when I've looked over the years and things went bad for me and I was, I'll go get a job, I'll stuff this business stuff, I'll go get a job. And I thought to myself, I could earn more than a day than I can earn in a month in a job, then I never did it. So it's, that's as close as I ever got to getting yeah. another job in like the yeah. last 25 years because you think <laughs> I can make money, right? I can go make money. I can make as much money as I like. And I think teaching him those skills to be able to go and make money. Uh, once upon a time when you had physical skills, you could go be a handyman, you could do those things plumber, whatever, but now it's, it's much more about what you can pull off in terms of, you know, knowledge rather than just, you know, John, we, we have a lot more in common. If we had 10 hours to talk, I'm sure we've yeah. been in business for that many years. My, my children are 13 and 11 yeah. and I have a baby on the way. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, 51, I'll be back in diapers. It's just crazy, but I, I'm excited. Um, but here's the, here's the thing. Uh, isn't it crazy how just a generation before us, there was no question like, oh my God, my son's going to college. My daughter got accepted. And in my head, I'm like, oh, I hope my kids don't go. Like if they want to go, I'll support them. Mm. Um, but here's what I said to, uh, you know, especially because we're both parents. This is what I said to my daughter. She's 13. And because people ask me, is this, is this really your belief? I said, okay, I'll tell you the conversation I had with my daughter. She's 13. She's like, dad, I don't know if I want to go to college, work with you, do something on my own. I said, let me just give you an example, babe, so you really get what your dad does for a living. I believe yeah. in self-education. Most you people don't know college, what I do for a living. So yeah. Yeah. I said, if you, if you want to go to college for a year and have fun, let, let's just do that. But no, that's just to get the college experience. Mm. But I said, she loves designing and decorating. If I decorate my office, I tell my daughter, come do it, babe. She has this great eye. Mm. So I said, let's, let's say you wanted to be an interior designer, interior decorator, and get paid to do really beautiful homes. I said, there's a couple ways you could do it. You could go to university for four years and get a business and, and, a, and an art degree, design degree, maybe a couple year, a year extra to get uh, your, your bachelor's or your master's. I said, then you can get out and go to work for a firm and you can work your way up the ranks and become a manager and, and at least, and then maybe 10 years, you start your own place. That's the way the world looks at it. That's the way we've been taught. I said, or babe, you could do this. We sit down together. And we find the top five 
interior designers in America. And she said, it would have to be a girl. I said, okay, we, we find the top five women interior designers in America. And then you and I sit down and craft a really nice letter, letting her know that you would like to be the best employee she's ever had in her life, but you are free. And you want to come and immerse yourself with helping her go faster, quicker, and do everything possible. You'll be the best employee and you don't want to dime. Out of those five, you'll get a couple offers. You accept one. Mm. And you go work for that woman who's one of the best on the planet, been doing it for 10, 20, 30 years. And at the end of that year, you will know what she knows. You get to start off where she left off. And a year and a day, I will go partners with you and we will start your interior design business. And you will be better, faster than anyone who went to college for six years. You'll have no college debt because you don't learn general knowledge like you do in college. You'll learn specialized knowledge. You'll know the stuff you need to know. We're still teaching in universities and high school stuff that you could Google. Why would you teach like it? it if she doesn't like it in that year, she'll stop, right? And then she'll, she'll stop. Oh my God. <laughs> Dude, you and, I, you and I are kindred spirits. I said, and you could be halfway through and say to her, hey, it was great helping you for six months. This is not my thing. And yeah, you're done. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Could be happen weekday. Worst week of, of work in there. Yeah. Yeah. But I got crushed. Like I was about 14 or something. I went to a, a newspaper back. And I wanted to be a journalist. That's what I wanted to do, right? Okay. And even when I do these personality test stuff, you know, like what's your best career? Bizarrely, it comes up as journalist, business owner, or policeman. <laughs> so I don't know exactly how that all works out. But, but yeah, but so I went there and she said to me, I said, I want to be a journalist. So we all have to go to university. It's going to take you five years. And, and she was very <clears> negative about the whole thing. And, and it just completely, I said, okay, I said, fair enough. I won't do it then. So I never did it. And probably like <laughs> I didn't. But the reality was is that's what I really wanted to do, but she crushed it straight away. And yeah. in some respects, maybe I look back and think, maybe she did me a favour, right? When yeah. At the time I thought, and, and even recently, even in this conversation here, I always thought she did me the wrong thing. But I think she did the right thing because what she basically did is she told me the reality of it from her experience and how yeah. hard it was going to be to get there. And I think that's, that's the thing. Like I got that, inf that information quickly, whereas five years, as you say, go to university, get out, bright-eyed, no one hires you. And then you're back at square one. So yeah, and I and I'm, all the years that I've been listening to Tony Robbins stuff, I bought his original. My sister bought me his book like way back, and I read his yeah. book a few times, and and sort of started buying CDs and stuff. And that sort of got my mindset right. So my attitude was, whenever I needed to know anything, I would go and buy it. And even to this yeah. day, like when I'm doing courses, I'll, I'll buy a lot of online courses. I make a commitment number to finish it, not just to buy it to finish it. Yeah, and and that's one thing I think a lot of people never do. Um, yeah. And then secondly, you know, basically implement something, just do one thing. And I think that's the, that's the game trick changer. is it's, yeah, yeah, you've got to do that sort of stuff. So in your opinion, what's the three traits of a successful entrepreneur? Like what do you think when you see someone and, and you, what's their traits do you think? What, are, what makes up that person? As opposed to a business say, owner because I think they're very different. If they're successful, not just yeah. an entrepreneur or a business owner, but someone who is successful mm -hmm. and successful could mean they do it without killing themselves every day or yeah. financially successful or they're making an impact, right? Because mm -hmm. we both know a lot of great people that quit a job to, to create another job. They, they think they're an entrepreneur, um, yeah. but they're really just uh, struggling. I think one, I think, yeah, one of the, the first thing is working on your mindset. You know, um, uh, having a bulletproof mindset and, and, and feeding it every day. You know, I think if, if we know we want to be in good shape, we know we got to go to the gym several times a week, right? You, you don't go to the gym for a weekend 
and be in great shape for the next three years. But someone yeah. will go to a Tony event or my event or read mm -hmm. a book, feel empowered, and then not touch it for a year and think that's going to last. Like for me, I have to feed my mind all the time with learning from other people, with personal growth. I listen to a book almost every day in my life. I listen to half hour, an hour every day. I got to keep feeding that mm -hmm. because the carpet gets pulled out from under you. Things go wrong. Regulations change. The marketing changes. The environment changes. Technology changes. Your key employee leaves and starts his own business. Your accountant messes up and forgets to pay the, the right taxes. Like all that stuff's going to happen. And if you're not mentally prepared, it's when you retreat and you're the guy that used to own a business yep. or the girl that used to own a business. So I think it's an absolute must to work on your mindset. With the wrong mindset, it doesn't matter what the business is. You will dabble, fail, and blame it on the business, blame it on the economy, blame it on the president. Mindset is the foundation. Um, the second part is um, having the ability to take action, right? Like, uh, let me back up. Let's make action last. The middle part is following a proven model or doing what you do, paying for speed, learning from people who've already been there. So many times people go into business and they think they know what the world needs, not what the world wants. Mm -hmm. And instead, I love to do what you do. I cut checks to be in masterminds. I've attended over 300 days of masterminds. I've spent over a, a million bucks being in them or conducting masterminds. Mm -hmm. And they've moved the needle more than anything in my life. I still go to masterminds with younger people to get that young energy of what's going on in the world and shifting. So, so one is the mindset. One is the true capabilities, kind of a blueprint of what works. And then last is having the ability to actually implement and I guess if you, you, especially you and I come from uh, similar backgrounds, uh, this is going to sound like you've already heard it and you know, not for you, John, but everybody mm. listening, but is mm. you have to, you have to have a different story to, mm. to implement. You have to continually change a new story and you have to have a compelling future. If you're not changing that story, when you hit the roadblock, new story, new compelling future, you just need something that keeps pulling you because mm. listen, I could talk about, you should be in the knowledge industry. You should do self teaching. You should write a book. You should, sell cars. I could talk about all the different things in the world, but none of those will work with the wrong mindset. Mm. None of them will work if you're not following a model that works and none of them will work if you have a bad story. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's- And if I added one more, spend mm. twice as much time on understanding marketing than you think you have to. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, a wise man once told me, I don't know how you ever achieved this, but anyway, he said that if you have earn, not earning a million dollars a year in marketing, 80% of your time should spend on marketing. Mm-hmm. And, 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 so, story. and people can't do it, right? It's just impossible. You, you see everybody wants to focus on the logo and the name of their business yep. and, and yeah. the, the color, of their website. It's like yeah. obsess on marketing, yeah. marketing and sales is the oxygen of every successful company. Whatever you think you're doing, you're not doing enough. If you're not impacting enough. And, and one of the things I noticed with yours and I, and I think it, and then we do it with clients and we look at clients and, and I've got every single time I talk to a client, they're, they're in a mess. Like they've got so many things going on. And you yeah. go, well, hang on, what, what did you do? And I go, and I, I, an hour and a half the other day, I've got this guy that actually helps um, pay for toilets in India because it's an amazing story. And it's like, it took me an hour and a half to get it out of him. It's like, you couldn't <laughs> tell me in a sentence what the hell you do, right? <laughs> yes. And I think the, the message that you do, your single message, is the biggest thing they struggle with because I think people don't want to stand for something, right? They yeah, want to. That's a really good point, John. I like that. Yeah. And, and that's the single biggest difference I've seen in, you know, like, You've got a you've got a very clear message. It, it's very straightforward. It's an, it's basically changing the way that it works, changing the education system, and it's simple to get on board with. 
yeah. most entrepreneurs will go off and try and tell you, sell you 10 different things. And the reality yeah. is, is it's just one thing. You sell them one thing, you're lucky, right? <laughs> you sell yeah, them exactly. Things. Yeah. And so I think that's, that's, you know, a trait for an entrepreneur is being able to go for their helicopter view. I mean, I remember, it's a long story, I took over the software company and they, we had three-hour meetings every week. Like, it was driving me insane. And, and so I was just going until he left, we had these meetings. And then when, when he left, the guy that was training me as, as CEO, I, I tore up the agenda, so we're starting again. This is crazy. We're spending a week just checking off things we haven't even done yet. We keep on talking about stuff we're going to do. We never do anything, <laughs> right? And they spend an hour trying to figure out how to answer the phone. Like they said, look, we've got this 1-800 number and it rings, but no one answers it. I said, why not? So we only got one phone, right? You're talking about, it's like, I said, I said, just go and buy a hands-free phone, right? That was a revelation to them. That's a revelation. on this thing. <laughs> months. It's like, to out. do you remember the story when they said, I don't know if it's true or not, but I love it. It said Amer the America, NASA was trying to figure out how to get a pen to work in space. Did you ever hear that? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the Russians said, we just use a pencil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, sometimes the obvious things in front of you are so simple, yet they, they try to overcomplicate it. So I think that's the other yeah. thing. So if you're a complicated, you complicate things in, in business. That's, you know, if you can't explain it to a web designer, <laughs> this is what yeah. happens. We do, we do a lot of web design stuff now, and we can't explain it to a web designer, and they can't You don't get, really have a business. <laughs> you don't have a business, and probably never going to get a website that's going to work for you anyway. So, exactly. Yeah. So um, one of the things that we find is that um, when an entrepreneur starts a business and gets start, gets moving, they have trouble getting momentum to start off and they focus like on the wrong things, like the logo and the, the things. Yeah. And what do you think is the sort of best quick start way for a business to get started or just to, they've started wrong and they need to hit the reset button? What do you think the you know, first things they really, should Really good point. So I, I'm going to talk, I'm going to give a piece of mindset and a piece of tactic. Because there's both. Because some of you watching are like, okay, give me the secret, Dean. How have you done all that money and done all these companies? Exactly. And somebody else is like, how do I have the energy to actually do it, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know that, that I've heard it a million different ways, but you know, they say a rocket going to space, yeah. right? Most all the gas and the energy takes it just to get it off the ground. Once it gets going, once it gets to space, it hardly uses any energy. It's mm. the momentum, right? And that's what you're yep. talking about. How do you get the rocket off get the off ground? The, exactly, without blowing up. <laughs> yeah, well. so... So on the mindset side, I still approach things. You know, my last book was called The Underdog Advantage. Just I still approach things. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I still approach things like I'm 10 points down. I still approach things like the broke uh, entrepreneur wannabe that could fail. I, I still go after it like I can't lose. Like, like there's no, there's like burning the boats. That's Tony's mm. favorite line. Yep. I burn the boats. Mm. But how I do that, and this is what I would share with everybody, is if it doesn't work, have you really thought about the emotions you'll feel in five years if you were the guy or the girl that tried the business mm. and it failed mm. and you're back at a job and the money's not there and the freedom's not there? I Maybe some of you will say that. To I torture myself to say, if you don't make this work, look where you could go back to. <laughs> yeah. I do. And then I, I also think that. about- They torture themselves. They put themselves back in that spot. So look, I had to go get a job that failed and so, they torture themselves. Of course. So I would rather torture myself with emotions mm. to visualize what that'll look like if I don't make this work. If I don't have the stamina to keep going. If I don't gain the knowledge from somebody who's already done it. If I don't obsess on the marketing. If I don't learn how to make this work. If I don't find the answer. You get 20 no's, keep looking. You've got to go 40 until you get the yes. I will look at what my life will be if I don't make this work. And then the second thing I'll look at is what would this be like if it does? Mm. And as simple as that sounds, you've all heard it, but how much are you obsessing on it? And then observing that on a daily basis. 
People mm. say, how often do you look at your goals? You have to look every day. Mm. Like the biggest person we have to do a sales job on, John, is ourselves. Exactly. You're, you're the worst person you're, in the business. You're the, you're the right. most dangerous person. <laughs> we gotta, yeah, exactly. We got to get out of bed. We got to mm. motivate other people. We got to get the banks to give us money. We need to bring people on board. We mm. need to recruit people from other companies, get people to buy our products. If we don't have the enthusiasm, if we're not driven, then the rest of it's done. Mm. Right? Mm. So what I believe is decide you're going to win, burn the boats, gain the capabilities, decide how you're going to feel if you make it or you don't make it. Mm -hmm. And then the second part on the tactical side, I'll go what I said before is spend 80% more time. I'll say 80% more time, whatever, significantly more time on understanding your market, yep. see who, see who's winning in your market and check their marketing. How do they market? How do they sell? Don't reinvent the wheel. See what your competitors are doing. Do it better and do it more authentically. The world's mm -hmm. dying for authenticity. They mm -hmm. don't want the fancy. They don't want the hype. They want the real you, whether that's on video, that's in person, that's in letters, that's on TV, that's on the radio. They want the real you. So spend significantly more time on marketing and sales. And if you have any apprehension of marketing and sales, then consider if you even want to do this, go stick with your job. Because mm. if you're not selling and you're not marketing, you're going to have a great idea. If you build it, they will not come. Yeah, That's the biggest absolutely. mistake. I, they, people build websites and think people are just going to find them and pay. They build restaurants and think that their great steak is going to bring people in. It won't mm. ever, ever, ever. They will not come. You mm. got to obsess on marketing. So the last thing I want to ask you about is failure. And, and I okay. think, yeah, and I think failure is the biggest test. I mean, you learn so much more from failure than ever success. And I think that in the years that, you know, fail fast, right? And yeah. so, and I think, I think that's the biggest thing is like, how do you, like a lot of businesses, and I, I, I've read this before with Silicon Valley, they said that you go to Silicon Valley and you want to get an investor. <clears> and they turn around and say, how many times have you failed? And you go, I haven't failed yet. So we'll come back when you have. Because yeah. the reality is, is that most of the software programs, most of the solutions out there have failed. Some didn't make it, but some yep. repurposed and became something else. And most of those success stories that you see in the big big businesses now, they're all the ones that come from failure. So yeah, how, do you, how do you deal with failure? Like in certain situations, you're like, oh, this is not working. I'll stop now because I've failed and it's not going to happen. And then punish themselves and go and get a job or something. But the reality is, is the <clears> failure, how do you, how do you, like the underdog's a very good story about that kind of thing. It's all, all about failure. <laughs> like it's all, yeah. And how things fail is quite interesting stuff. So. Mm. Yeah. So I, I believe, listen, when, there's nobody going to say I'm in the middle of a failure. Thank God. This is amazing. Yeah. Such a blessing. <laughs> right. But the fact of the matter is when you fail, you end up navigating new territory. It's like you're going to the Amazon and you go in the woods and you're trying to find someplace and you get lost five different times. You mm. fall in a pit, you fall in quicksand, you get attacked by a lion and you fortunately don't die. But if you went in that woods enough, that's why Silicon Valley says it, eventually you would find a map through the jungle. Mm. And where other people would have fear, you go, no, I've navigated this territory, mm. right? Mm. And after years, you forget that you even did that, but it was the failure of getting lost yep. Confidence to of, find the path, mm. right? And it, what it also does, it just what you said, it turns courage into confidence. Mm. Don't, and if you're listening right now, John, I know you already know this, but everybody listening, don't confuse courage and confidence. Mm. Courage is you're in a plane and you're going to parachute. Courage is jumping out and hoping the parachute opens. <laughs> yeah. Jumping out of the Paris, jumping out of the plane four times and mm. the parachute opened every time. By the fifth time you have confidence and you hang out and you have your phone doing a selfie and you're not afraid anymore mm. because you navigated new territory 
victory. Your courage pushed you to gain confidence. You don't have confidence to find your way through the woods until you have the courage to explore. You cannot be successful until you have the courage to fail and get up and go over again. That's why in mm. Silicon Valley, they want you to mm. fail a few times. They want you to have navigated new territory. And one thing I tell my kids and I tell everybody in my team, if you want bigger results, you must handle bigger problems. Mm. That's just the way it goes. You want mm. small problems, you'll have small income. You yeah. want to take on big problems, you can have bigger income. I got mm. 70 employees in the other room. <laughs> it's not a fun time all the I've been time. At 23, it's, I got to 23. That was enough, man. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, it, what I'm saying is, yeah. So, so the your biggest obstacles are your biggest gifts. Even if it sucks, even if you hate it, I believe the last thing I'll say about this: whether you believe in God, the universe, a success auditor, I believe God or you know some hypothetical being out there mm. puts roadblocks in your way to see if you're worthy of the success you create. Yep. If there's one roadblock in your way and you go, oh, this sucks. Entrepreneurialism is terrible. It never works out. Then all they're saying is, okay, you're meant to go have a job for the rest of your life. You go to the left. Thank you. Yep. But John, oh my God, you failed. You've been upset. You were sad for a week, but you got back up and you're trying again. Oh, check. Good job, John. Mm -hmm. Oh, you had that new business and the accountant mm -hmm. ripped you off and you're still struggling, but you're getting up and you're still doing it. Oh, another check for John. And all of a sudden you check enough boxes and one day your business is thriving. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like the universe is making sure that you're ready for it. So that yeah, I mean, yeah, well, yeah. a quote I had on my desk for a long time from Winston Churchill was, the definition of success is going from failure to failure without losing your enthusiasm. <laughs> that just, I probably could have just summed up your question with his quote. Yeah, exactly but. right. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. I mean, I, I watched um, one of the movies about Winston Churchill recently, about a year ago or whatever, and they talked about the fact that they sent all these boats across to France to get all their soldiers back. But everybody in a boat, they like a million soldiers came back or something like that, and they send the everybody in America in, in England had a boat, went over and picked someone up. Yeah, right? I remember that. Yeah, yeah and I, I didn't know about that. To be honest, I'm, you know, my history isn't really that sort of that area. I thought, well, that's quite amazing that you actually got an entire country to join together and take and move a million people. And they probably can't fix a pothole, you know. Like, so yeah, you know, exactly. it's like you can't fix a pothole, yeah. but if you can move a million people and save their lives because people believed in it, and and yeah, that was coming exactly. from absolute failure. I mean, the, the Germans were pushing them into the sea, like they were yeah. going to basically all lose the, lose it, and they would have lost the war from a result. But that was the biggest failure. But out of that, they probably won the war. Basically, the fact they turned yeah. the whole mindset around. Yeah, so it's quite amazing. I watched the same movie and I didn't know about it either. So no, there so you go. It's awesome. And I actually Googled to make sure it was true because I thought to myself, maybe yeah. this is not true. Maybe it's just like make you know the cinematic version of it. Yeah, um, believe me, I remember. I remember the movie, and you remember when they like panned up and all these boats were coming. I got goosebumps. So I was like, yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the, probably you know it was probably even bigger than that. So it's quite amazing. So. Dean, I'm really, th really thankful for you coming on. I mean, as I said, I think we're really kindred spirits. And I read, when I read your latest, latest book, I sort of like reconnected there and thought, wow, you know, like there's some stuff there you talk about. And I go back to my life and what I did. And it's like, yeah, you, basically when you get to a point where you've got no, no root, you've got that courage and you make sure that you follow through with it and know that you, you know, the failure is the best way to go learn stuff. I think that makes you, frees you up in business. Like it makes you think completely differently. And that's how yeah, the big guys think. Like, you know, you look at some of like is, Amazon and puts up pop-up stores and they have oh, a big failure. So it's not, they're testing something. <laughs> right? Yeah. 
So I think it's now, cool. Now, we're really excited, man. And I did. I really enjoyed this conversation. I'm glad yeah. we uh, fit in the time today to do this. I, I appreciate really all you're doing for the world and giving mm-hmm. back. And, and if you're watching or listening right now, if you, love, if you liked anything we talked about, um, I'm happy because I know that you have a lot of options mm-hmm. on what you could do. But you should also go to, and we registered a URL for you, John, yeah. um, John, johnskbb.com. So if you go to johnskbb.com, you'll see the chance to register and reserve a spot for the live training I'm doing with Tony Robbins on February 27th. We only do it one day a year. Uh, If you want to learn about the self-education industry, how to potentially be in it, how to share what you know, how to get paid to do it, how to help make an impact on the world, um, or you just want to watch two guys that have been in this space for 60 years combined deliver some amazing value. Last year, we did the biggest training in internet history. I think this year we're going to beat it. Um, so we'd love for you to have to, to join us. Get there a little early, but go to johnskbb.com. You can reserve your spot. And I'm guessing you'll go do that now, but then you got to show up. So yeah. put it in your phone, set an alarm, put it on your refrigerator, and uh, we'll have a great time. And make sure you implement from there. So, yeah, excellent. Thanks so much, Dean. I really appreciate it, and uh, I really look forward to uh, meeting you sometime in the, in the future. Yeah, sounds great, John. Appreciate you, man. Talk soon. Thank you.